welcome to the Blindfold Chess Podcast. Looking for a second chance at the World Championship after faltering in 2021, the current world number three, Jan Napomniachi, will be taking on a different opponent, hopefully with a better outcome for him this time. How did he get to the near pinnacle of the chess world? Well, Jan started chess at the age of four in Russia. At the age of five, he moved with his coach, Fide Master Valentin Evdokimenko, until Jan was 13. When Evdokimenko realized Jan needed a better coach, he handed him to Valerie Zilberstein. As a side note, after Zilberstein passed in 2005, Jan created the Zilberstein Memorial and funded the tournament prize himself. Jan won the European Youth Championship three times. In 2000, he won the under-10 category, and in 2001 and 2002, he won the under-12 category. In fact, in 2002, he edged out Magnus Carlsen on tiebreaks. While he was 12, he won the under-18 Russian championships as well. Only Kasparov and Gadakamsky did similar feats. In 2007, he picked up all three of his Grandmaster norms, one at Vikonze, one at the European Individual Championship, and one at the Vanya Smolov Memorial. In 2010, he picked up the Russian Championship. In 2011, the Tal Memorial. In 2013, his Blitz rating jumped from 2689 to 2830. Fast forwarding a little to 2019, Jan was one of the top two finishers of the FIDE Grand Prix which qualified him for the 2020 candidates, the winner of the tournament would move on to face Magnus in the World Championship. He was leading when the tournament was halted during the pandemic, then he maintained the momentum, finishing with a plus three score. In 2021, the World Championship occurred, but it was a little rough for Jan. Drawing the first five games, he lost the first World Championship classical game in five years, The game lasted 136 moves and went 7 hours and 45 minutes, which was a record in both categories. After that, the momentum swung to Carlsen, where the champion won the match 7.5 to 3.5. Looking for revenge, Jan came back strong in 2022, winning by a full point and a half in the candidates tournament and a plus 5 score. With Magnus announcing that he would not be defending his title, Jan must now defeat the world number two, Ding Lorin, in order to become the world champion. In today's game, we are going to turn the clocks all the way back to 2005. Jan Napomniachi versus Clovis Verne in the Under-16 World Championship. Now, if we're ready, let's begin. One pawn to e4. Pawn to c5. Two knight f3. Pawn to d6. Three pawn to d4. Pawn c captures d4. 4. Knight captures d4. Knight f6. 
Knight f6. Pawn to e5. Six, bishop b5 check. Knight b to d7. Seven, knight f5. With the move knight to f5, white is now threatening which black pawn? That would be the d6 pawn since the queen on d1 and the knight on f5 are attacking it, and only the bishop on e7 is defending it. Pawn to a6. Eight, bishop captures d7 check. Queen captures d7. Nine, Bishop g5. Knight captures e4. Ten, Knight captures g7 check. Bishop captures g7. Eleven, Knight captures e4. Castle kingside. Twelve, queen captures d6. Pawn to f6. Thirteen, bishop e3. Pawn to f5. Fourteen, castle queenside. With the move castle queenside, white is leaving their knight on e4 unprotected. Is white actually going down a piece here, or what does white have for backup? If black were to play pawn f captures e4, white can play Queen captures on d7. Black will recapture the queen with bishop takes d7. Then white will play bishop captures d7, leaving black with double isolated pawns in the middle of the board in material equality. Queen f7. Fifteen, knight c3. Pawn to b5. Sixteen, pawn to f4. Bishop b7. Seventeen, Pawn f captures e5. Rook f to e8. Eighteen, bishop f4. 
Rook A to C8. Nineteen. Rook H to E1. Bishop captures G2. Twenty. Rook G1. This is a good principle to know. When a pawn is captured on b2, g2, b7, or g7, it is usually okay to sacrifice that pawn in the opening or the middle game in order to apply pressure on the opposite pawn. So in this case, the bishop captured on g2, white played rook to g1, and now they are indirectly attacking the g7 bishop. Rook c6. Twenty-one pawn to e6. Queen b7. Twenty-two queen d2. Pawn to b4. Twenty-three, knight d5. Pawn to b3. Twenty-four, pawn a captures b3. Queen captures b3. Twenty-five. Knight f6 check. Knight to f6 check is both a clearance sacrifice and a fork. Which pieces are they forking and which piece are they trying to clear? That would be the rook on e8 and the king on g8 that white is trying to fork, and then the bishop on g2 they are trying to capture by pulling the bishop on g7 off of the g file. Bishop captures f6. 26. Queen captures g2 check. Black has checkmating pressure with the queen on b3 and the rook on c6 attacking the c2 pawn. With the move queen to g2 check, white is setting up a cute tactic. Can you see it? King h8. Twenty-seven. Queen captures c6. Black resigns. Black resigned since they are down a full rook, their rook on e8 is attacked, and their king is fairly exposed. Black does have a little pressure on the b2 pawn with both the queen and the bishop pointed over there, but that will not amount to much once the king runs to safety.
So that is Jan Nepomniachtchi, 16 years before his first world championship event. Hopefully, in 2023, he will find better luck this time around. So that is all that we have for this week. Tune in next time where we continue to work on our blindfold skills and look at another game of the Masters. 